I think we'll cut in before the uh, the very end of that. But welcome back, everybody. Think Peace Podcast uh, 2018 Year in Review. Jason here with Brendan and Dave, all live in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Hola. Kind of, uh, kind of some exciting stuff, guys. First time we've ever done one like this. Yeah, man. This is great. Uh, better to always be with you guys in person. So here we go. No doubt. No feels doubt. weird. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we can all agree it feels feels weird uh, being in the same room with each it other. Always does the first Looking, time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, uh, th- this has been an interesting year for all of us. Uh, goods, bads, highs, lows, all around. Um, I think this will be a, a fun conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with each of us and then talk about some music and talk about some, some travel maybe um, or something along those lines. And I'm sure we'll we'll deviate several times throughout if everybody's travel in a broad sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel in any way you want to take that. So tell us about your 2018, Dave. You had a big wow. 2018. I, Let's I, hear about I it. I did. Yeah. yeah, a lot has happened. Um, well, I guess the the biggest thing is I got engaged. Yeah. Woo, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys yeah. sound surprised. Our, I told well, you. I, <laughs> our loyal listeners, we did do a whole episode on the uh, on wedding. You gave wedding me some playlist. Yeah, nice right. I always did think playlist. she would be Asian, but she's not, <laughs> alas. Uh, he's joking, Fiona. It's a joke. Uh, not really. Um, yeah, so that was... Uh, it took me probably... I don't know. I'd be interested to hear your guys' experience. 38 years? Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, surprise. I'm not going to be a bachelor my whole life. Um I don't know, but I, I probably had a feeling pretty early on, and I think it took me about six months from the time I was like, I should do this, to actually getting the ring and pulling oh, yeah. it all That's together. That's pretty quick. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took you, what, uh, yeah. seven years? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, I think, um, for some reason, I built it up in my head, and I wanted to get it right, um, like the details around it, and I don't know, maybe it was just like a societal thing of like, don't screw this up, don't half-ass it, which... I don't think I wanted to do that anyway, but I don't know. I just felt like it had to be the right time, the right setting, the right ring, all those sort of things, right. which is probably unfair. But I don't know. Did you guys feel that sort of pressure to, I don't know. I, I think a tiny bit. Um, like, I didn't want it to be like, dude, let's, let's we should get married. Yeah. Um, I did it. Apparently, that's not cool to do. I, yeah. I thought it out a little bit more than that. Uh, but I, like, talked to Sarah's parents and... Yeah told them um she was still it was may of her last semester of college when i proposed to her in her sorority house like in her room <laughs> oh her yeah room. i forgot about so that weird. <laughs> with uh, with my our first dog uh penelope uh, um 
had like the ring on the dog's collar. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, I got a new collar for the dog. Yeah. You should check that out. And uh, yeah, so that was mine. And then like, you know, she loved it because she was like everybody in the sorority's like, oh my God, oh my God. And they it's all wanted the to go out. sweetest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. So no, it was in my second trip through college. I figured I'd end it with a bang. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was nervous yeah. as hell, man. I, uh, you guys were practically there for it. Had, yeah, we didn't know it. Yeah, I was kind of, kind of, well, I wanted to be able to back out <laughs> at, the, at the last minute without without anybody knowing about it if yeah. I needed to. Yeah. And I didn't. I'm glad yeah. I didn't. So it's all, all good, man. But congrats, Dave. Uh, you picked a good chick there. Yeah, man. thank you. No, no doubt. Yeah. No, I did the same thing. I well, I sort of did the opposite thing. I booked a bunch of things that night to like make myself not back out. Like yeah. I booked a a car to pick us up the the place the the restaurant we were going who knew about it and whatever it's funny we we got there and so i called ahead and told them to like have flowers and everything at the table to make it special and she's like yeah she's like when we walked in she was like looking at fiona's ring to make sure it had happened and she told me <laughs> later she's like you wouldn't believe it people call ahead and like say they're going to get engaged and they don't do it. So they show up and they haven't actually proposed. So <laughs> they're, they're like, we always make sure so that the waiter, you actually did it. The yeah. waiter waitress is like, I just want to say con- congratulations. This is a really special night for you guys. You're yeah. like, well, yeah, oh, it's it, Thursday. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Saturday night out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's great. So no, it was amazing. And I don't know, exciting times, I guess. So yeah, that was... That's that, step one. Yeah. yeah that was, but that's not the uh, extent yeah, of your... I was going to say that's more... Um, that's obviously changing in a way but but really the, the the big change for me was first fiona moving to chicago um and then we had a long distance relationship for six months which was terrible i don't know if you guys have ever done that but no, i guess yeah. you sort of did yeah i did when sarah was in like, college but for like a year and a half yeah it was two years um i mean the, the good of it is you do realize that i mean you love someone and don't ever want to do that again mm. but um just the logistics of traveling back and forth and being apart was pretty terrible. So we made it work, but, um, yeah, I do not recommend that for anyone. Um, and I decided to move to Chicago to solve that problem, which was, uh, pretty amazing. So luckily my boss was understanding and said, sure. Yeah, you can do that. So I've had to travel a little bit more, but really I've sort of gotten used to working out of the house and yeah, which is nice. And it's nice to be in the same city. So, no doubt, yeah. and a cool city at that. Yeah, so it's yeah, funny. Town, I it, it's it's always been my favorite city. Um, I sort of thought for years that I would live there someday, but um, I didn't think it would happen like this. So I actually had. I mean, I wanted to move and be there with her, and I, I knew I'd love the city. But I did sort of have the lingering thoughts of you know, do you want to take the city that you love to visit and enjoy as like a tourist or visitor and make that your home? Because then you sort of lose that. You, you can't go there anymore as a visitor, um, but I think I think this is the case with a lot of cities, but particularly Chicago. I mean, there's still enough neighborhoods, different things to do, ways you can right. explore the city. You that can be a tourist in your own town. You can, and we we've actually you done. Yeah, exactly, and we've we've done that when we've had visitors in town. Particularly one of Fiona's friends, we did like the whole downtown thing. We did a bike tour of the city, going out along the lake because. The reality is day to day when we're just living our oh, lives, yeah, you no don't doubt. do those things right, at all. Right. So, and still have, you know, friends in different neighborhoods. So ev- it's not like we even go there on a 
weekly basis. So when you go there every two months or something, it still feels sort of like visiting a different part. Well, of Chicago the city, is such so. a big, big spot, man. There's, exactly. There's yeah. not a whole lot to get tired of. If, if you're getting no, if you're getting sick of parts of Chicago, it's your problem. Yeah, exactly. Cities, right? <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's been fantastic, and I'm sure the everyone complains about the winters, but whatever. I mean, I was in Houston with horrible summers, so yeah, it's right. just the flip side of that. So. Yeah, uh, quite a big change. So yeah, getting married next year, living in a different city, and uh, yeah, quite the 2018. Yeah, man. So, yeah. What about you, Brennan? How's your year been? Good, man. I mean, I think uh, for me, my uh, my year was kind of uh, really coming into to fatherhood. Uh, my my <laughs> little dude Charlie was born last August, but those first four months. They're, they're awesome, but you don't really have to like just staring at a sleeping do baby a like. whole lot. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm I'm digging in digging in pretty deep into the this stuff, right? You got uh, kid kid running around, uh, gaining a personality. And Jason, you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about, dude, I think. It's and crazy. Now I got another one on the way too, so um, th- things on the move there. Number two. Yeah, man. So like, and oh. and a girl at that, yeah. Yeah, a girl, man. So that, they say with with the boy, you only have to worry about one dick. With the girl, <laughs> you have to worry about all the dicks in the world. <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm curious, maybe this is for both of you, but at his young age, I mean, have you found yourself viewing the world through his eyes and then changing anything about how you see things, or uh, has it forced you to like reconsider any? Well, I don't know. I, I'm definitely more like sentimental about yeah. stuff. Like Geico commercials make me cry now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just this softy, which is probably a it's good, always been in there. Yeah, right. I just need just needed the to to get broken out there but yeah man like definitely more sentimental um and that's a good thing man maybe a little bit yeah. more reflective on things and, yeah. and so it definitely changes things but you know in other ways it probably just reinforces really who you are yeah. as well like like a lot of things do but yeah. um no it, it's been great he's a good little dude i'm um, looking forward to the little girl and all the, the craziness that's going to ensue for the rest of my life. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah man, I know. <laughs> um, but but it, it's been super cool, man. So it's uh, a good time. Uh, as, as I was telling you guys, I'm uh, in the process, like, currently of selling and <laughs> buying a house. I'm text messages rolling in about that process as we speak. So hopefully that all goes well. And maybe that will even be wrapped up in 2018 in the last yeah. uh, week of this year as that's, well. That's so, crazy. Yeah, Go out with so, a bang. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see, man. But uh, all good things, which is which is awesome. You know, I, I don't I don't have any bad news to report, so that's fantastic. It's funny. Um, I was just thinking, neither one of us really, we, none of us had sisters, or like really grew up yeah, around no. females. Yeah. Uh, I obviously didn't at all. I think no. that would be a new experience, to, like go Nor through all I. of that. Yeah, yeah, I did. No. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to have kids. Period. But yeah, yeah. when you don't have that, I don't know. Yeah, man experience of girls going through all those things i don't know i think well, a different. lot of our friends come from boy heavy families yeah. like we were all pretty yeah I mean, boy heavy for the most part um yeah so that's that in and of itself i i feel comfortable raising a boy because i'm a, like i think you are a like boy, boy yeah. and i <laughs> no but i i mean i coached one year of girls soccer yeah and it nothing uh, about the soccer part of it, but like dealing with 15 to 18 year old females, mm. I was just like, Oh God, <laughs> I was like, I can't, uh, I, I mean, I have to deal with them in an academic sense every day, but it, it's a whole nother level. And I just couldn't, 
I couldn't find a way to relate in terms of like, I knew how to coach guys, but yeah. I, I couldn't. So, um, what, what, they, was, what was their main issue? Uh, Why couldn't you mm-hmm. crack through? Oh, uh, that I was an asshole. Um, yeah. was too their, hard on yeah. that. Was their main, yeah. you know, the, um, I think there needs to be like with anything balance. Um, but I was probably balanced a little bit more on the, on the harder side. Like, yeah you're giving up too easily or why can't you do this? Um, as opposed to looking at it as I, I, again, I put it on me. I put it on, a, you know, the flaw is me, not girl soccer or the girls that were on the team. Oh, right. Although I will say, uh, you know, I had a, I had a girl throw a soccer ball at my face from about five feet away. <laughs> I wanted to do that for so long. I know. Yeah. I know. And, uh, Didn't my brother do that to you. <laughs> We've gone back and forth a few times on that. Yeah. I, I, and, uh, I, I believe my response to her was you are going to make somebody a, a fine divorcee one day. Ooh, and, uh, wow. Uh, that might be crossing a line. Well, I, I'm curious, <laughs> how long ago was this? Um, was this like year, 20s, well, Jason? Th- uh, this was when I was getting, right around the end of my 20s. So this is when I was getting ready to propose to Sarah because they all wanted to give me advice on okay. how, to, how to choose a ring and all oh, this boy. other stuff. So um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. Um, <laughs> Not to scare but, you, Brennan. Girls but, are great. But I'm my sure. point. I coached some middle school girls <laughs> basketball in my day. Yeah. But, those those twelve to eight games are barn burners. Oh, yeah. but. Again, I, I guess my point is just that um, it's 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 a new experience and another way of like having to come at things from a, a new perspective and, and think about it that way. Uh, back to Dave's question, though, I will say that uh, reiterate that I also became a softie. I remember our first soccer banquet after. Um, like I get up and roast all the seniors. My first soccer banquet after Fox was born, I was like. <laughs> I was like talking about these seniors who I wasn't particularly close yeah. to or anything. And I'm you didn't like, think so. Huh? Yeah. And, and I'm like thinking about like what it would be like to have a, a kid who's played his last night. And I was just like, all right, I was, <laughs> I'm going to have to step back and take a minute here. And it was, uh, it, I find myself becoming emotional about stuff that, uh, I, w- I would not otherwise be emotional about. Hmm. Um, other than that, what's your, what's your, uh, what, what's your, personal reflection on the year i had a, I had a weird year um good good year in terms of like you were talking about like with fox watching him grow is awesome he's like a little person now like <laughs> a little man he yeah. talks like a maniac he runs around um you can hold somewhat of a conversation with him he gives him, like, he says great goodbyes after guests stay for the weekend. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's great yeah, yeah we had John's uh good goodbyes too. Yeah, good. yeah. We, we had dave and fiona in town and uh they got to hang with fox a little bit and, it was great um uh, but then my high school soccer team, we had an awesome year. We lost in the state semifinals to like the eventual state champs. And, um, Congrats, man. That, that, cool. that was a, a fun, fun year because I had a super young team graduated like 13 seniors the year before. And thought, oh, wow. the team thought they were going to be terrible. And, uh, so it was really just like fun and unexpected. Uh, but I would say probably what overshadowed, um, sort of all the good and, and not in, to say it wasn't a good year it, on a home life level. It was an awesome year, but, there was just sort of this cloud hanging over everything, which was uh, our pension system in the state of Kentucky for for teachers and public workers, and also the um, uh, the asshole that is our governor and his mm-hmm. vitriol that he spewed towards Fuck teachers and, and everything else. So, in case you don't know where I live, uh, that's the state of Kentucky. I'd be talking about one, Mr. Matt Bevan. Um, who Ooh. just this past week? Fuck you, Matt. Yeah. Who just this past week called a special session to try to ram through some legislation that our Supreme Court deemed 
unconstitutional and they tried to ram it through again in a special session and after a day and a half they called the session and were basically like we still can't get this passed but did <laughs> i know? did i read it right he gave like a four-hour notice oh well, yeah the session and, yeah and I, I apparently he's not too familiar with our state because there's yeah. places of kentucky that you can't even get there in four hours you yeah. know if you were like mayfield packed and ready or, and sitting in your car yeah you know right. Um, yeah, but even if you're talking about like Mayfield or Murray or somewhere way Western Kentucky, you're, you're going to struggle to make that. Plus there's an hour time change for them too. So, um, yeah, uh, the bottom line is that he, um, he doesn't like teachers and he's, uh, a Coke backed Alec loving crony of that, uh, Neo right wing. And he, um, he was the precursor to our, our current president and uh, acts just like him when he doesn't get his way. And it's just, it's it's shitty and it's sad. He hadn't even read the bill that he gave to the legislature to try to get passed and neither had any of the Republicans that he was going to try to get to pass it. And it was, uh, it was a complete flush down the toilet. So in all of that, um, I become more uh, politically engaged, politically active, I guess you could say, uh, specifically with issues going on within the state, not just education related, um, but other stuff going on within yeah. our state. Like there's this water shortage in Martin County. Um, well, not water shortage. The water's like the water in Flint, Michigan. It's It's yep. got coal slurry in it and got Oof. all this. I mean, like people can't drink the water there. They can't even shower with the water there. And uh, we spent $130,000 on two days to get nothing done. I'm I'm sure they could have done something with $130,000. Yeah. And if they would have gone the full session, it would have been like $300,000. And uh, again, uh, these people in Martin County can't even take a shower or drink out of their faucet. So, um, You'd think that might be a priority rather than railing against teachers as oh, the enemy of your state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when you have big campaign donors, they expect results for yeah. what they're putting in, and uh, they get pissed off when they don't get it. And I'm sure he, he heard about it. Um, well, hopefully the people in Martin County and elsewhere realize this next time it's time yeah, to vote. And they uh, don't uh, vote I'm, for these idiots. Well, right. right. I'm, I'm worried that might not be the case. but Kentuckians hopefully. have historically voted against their best interest yeah. at every turn. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'm going to keep, you know, um, keep polite. Fight the good fight. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, strikes, sick outs, um, marches on the Capitol, man. stuff like that. Um, it makes you feel really empowered. And Absolutely. Uh, I, I went to... A, they call it a legislative day of action. You basically just, um, you schedule a meeting with your, your Senator and your representative, and then you just sort of sit in on some, uh, committee meetings and, and wow. the session. Uh, it really opens your eyes uh, to two things. Like one, that there's a process there in place for a reason. And we talk about like the wheels of democracy turning slowly. It's because of all the shit that has to go into it. Like you don't just say, I have this really good idea for a bill, this bill, we need to pass it tomorrow. Well, they, they do research behind it. They do actuarial analysis on it, like the cost benefit analysis type stuff. Um, and there's a reason why those wheels turn slow and it, it gets to be, um, it, you start to more understand the process, but you also see the, the shady underhandedness and, and the bullshit, um, that goes on behind closed doors in these committee meetings yeah. and stuff. And, um, you know, we can't all take off work or leave work to go and sit in and make sure no. Well, that's how you need to vote people in that can represent us. Right. Right. And our interests accordingly. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I want to like get an app or something that like, you know, every time something new comes out, if your constituents want to read it and they have the app, you, the bills on there and you can just like whoever it's linked to whoever your Senator and your uh, representative are. And you could say where you feel on it and they could get, be like, 
at the time they place their vote, it says, well, this is what your constituency thought. This is how you voted. And then you can yeah. call them out on it and be like, well, why the hell did you vote against your constituency? Why right. did you, right. you know, but anyway, that's my, uh, yeah, that's sort of my political tirade, but it was, um, it, it, it's shitty to have to think about, like constantly think about like, do I want to continue doing this profession, like a profession that I love, but mm-hmm. because is there going to be financial security in it and stuff like that? So, um, and trying to educate people that are just like, well, we're paying for your pensions when we pay 13% of our salaries yeah, into our pensions. Yeah. And like, there's just a lot of either disinformation or people that are uneducated on the issue. So, it, I mean, I, I sort of took it personally to not get pissed off at people, to, but just to try to set them straight. Um, and not everybody wants to hear it, but, um, no, I, but I think to me, the, tough thing. the, the biggest shame of the whole thing is the demonizing of teachers and yeah. I, oh it's a fucking joke man and, and so people really think oh well they're just taking all this stuff from the government and we don't have it so yeah, the teachers are luck. the greedy ones tough luck right? it's like in no when they signed up to do this this was the agreement and right. by the way they fund a shitload of this themselves and the deal was the state would fund the rest the state didn't fucking do their job yeah for almost and 30 so years. now they're coming back and saying right sorry teachers we fucked up and you have to you have to bear right. the, the rest of it which is Okay, there is an issue that needs to be addressed. That's fine. Let's go through it in a rational way. But to just demonize teachers as if it was their problem, it's not their problem at all. Well, that's the uh, the phrase "rational, rational yeah, way." Is unfortunately, the, right. it is I think what um, what rubbed so many teachers, and it's not just teach. I mean, teachers. Our, our retirement fund is actually separate from uh, all other state workers. So mm-hmm. there's certified. Uh, state workers and then there's county employees uh, fund and then there's like a certified hazardous um, fund and some of those are in much well all of those are in much worse shape than ours but I'll tell you who is isn't and I bet you can fucking guess the state legislature and that would yeah. be the judiciary oh. and the legislators <laughs> oh, are they, they going to get their retirement there's oh, shocked. Yeah. Yeah. shocked over, over yeah. it's like 98% funded yeah. so oh, man. shocking uh, yeah. yeah yeah no anyway it's I I, I Part of me, and this this goes with national politics too. I feel like all oh, people understood the facts or really knew what was behind it, then we would come to these better solutions. Unfortunately, I don't believe that really anymore. So it makes <laughs> yeah. the, it makes the challenge even more daunting. But uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to rage right righteously. That's, well, yeah, I'm, that, I'm proud of you for doing that too, man. You've, yeah, uh, no, you've, yeah, t- you've taken a big stand this year, and um, you know, I, I know probably sometimes it just feels like you're shouting into the void but um but sometimes you get you know reposted like you know 500 times <laughs> or something yeah. oh, if only this podcast can be as viral as your facebook posts man. that's right as viral yeah. as syphilis that would be awesome. no i'm just um well let's let's get off all all of that stuff and get to something <sighs> that that, uh, that we uh, that we all really uh enjoy in fact most of our podcasts you know we sort of switched format this year from more of talking about stuff like that, um, you know, things that people might not be thinking about or, you know, possible shifts in our economy and things like that to music, um, a place where we all feel, I think, comfortable, warm and fuzzy or just the exact opposite. But we feel good, you know, if it makes us feel righteous and, and, and pissed off, that's because that's the place we want to be, not because it's some asshole, um, you know, saying stuff about us so um brennan why don't you start us off with uh, what you were digging on this year as far as music goes yeah man um so uh one of my favorite bands had a new album out this year and that is uh, a band called all them witches 
and they're out of uh, Nashville. Um, there's some, uh, some some guys that uh, from around the country. The, the drummer, one of my favorite drummers, um, just relocated to Nashville from Columbus. Dave's old stomping oh. grounds, and he he used to commute actually, kind of wow. back and forth. Was he in a band before that, or um, not that I know? I'm Nothing. sure he was, but yeah, no, no, no. not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, my, some of my faves, all them witches, came out with uh, kind of a semi self titled album called ATW. Um, and, uh, they're, they're super good, man. Not a big, uh, well-known band yet, but I think gaining a lot of steam. I, I think that if they stick around, people might continue to hear them. They're kind of the, um, uh, kind of heavy blues, stoner, metally rock. <laughs> um, and so they kind of cross a, a, a lot of different, uh, areas and, um, I, I, I'll admit that their their new album isn't my favorite of theirs, but it still um, ranks ranks up there on what I was listening to a lot this year. Well, I, let's, I, I dove uh, in pretty let, deep. Let's peep a track. This is called Diamond. Uh, we'll, we'll play a little bit of this and uh, tell us about it after we after we listen here. Sure. Witches oh, with yeah. All them witches. Diamond <laughs> from their uh, album this year, ATW, that came out in August. Um, yeah, that one uh, kind of slowly builds up, as you could probably tell there. Yeah. But um, just really driving beats there. Their, their drummer is one of my favorites. Um, as, as I mentioned, his name's Robbie Stabler, and he just great uh, name. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just kills it, man. He makes all the artwork for their um, for their albums and their their merch as well. So um, you know, if you haven't check these guys out you should if you're into um if you're into rock and roll at all they got a really diverse kind of sound um and a lot of diverse influences as well so um, i'm hoping they continue to be prolific and put out music uh, every year or so like they have in the, in the past several and i'll continue to to listen to them and, and hopefully get to see them like i did uh just a couple weeks ago it was pretty cool have you guys played any of their songs uh no man our band uh we've kind of messed around with it we've never like yeah. perfected one we it feels a little bit weird sometimes for us to play like contemporary songs. Yeah. We do it from time to time, but like it feels uh, a little bit less than authentic. Mm-hmm. When, when it's a classic song, we, we, we definitely dive more into like classic rock covers than, than we do contemporary. Um, but you never know what's going to happen in the garage um, when mm-hmm. we. Uh, when, when Ooh, it sounds like a yeah, right? Ooh. The band. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, one thing leads to another, and all of a sudden we're playing all them witches. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, no, but, but if nobody's there to see it, did it happen? Yeah, right. Yeah, and usually no one is there to see us uh, play at all. But no, we did have. Uh, just if we want to go down that road, we did have some some good gigs. We played probably uh, I don't know eight or ten gigs this year, and played some um, pretty pretty fun bars with like 
real sound systems where the drums are mic'd up and stuff, which always makes me feel like a real rock star when I'm able to um, kind of feel the bass drum and everybody yeah. else is in their chest too. And um, I like to play hard and um, we, we like rock and roll, man. So it's cool to, cool to play at a place where it, uh, it's even louder than usual. So I, so I went and saw them on your, right. yeah. you know, they, they came yeah, through man. Lexington um, to this cool little venue called The Burl. We just had our Christmas party there. It was fucking great. Nice. Um, we got some musicians. Speaking of which. Hey, uh, teachers shouldn't have Christmas parties, my, by the yeah. way. It's way too expensive. Give that money I'm, back, I'm, I'm sure you paid for it yourself. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was right, $15 right. person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, my buddy, Eric Bolander, that um, he's torn with a trio right now. He's put out two albums and... Uh, He's talking about touring out to Denver this summer. If he does, no, we should definitely uh, get you guys to be on the first part of a bill with him at a at a place. That'd be that'd be cool, man. Cool. I want to hear more about that. Um, but anyway, uh, I went and saw them on your recommendation, and both they and the opening band rocked. Um, yeah, super awesome live show, man. They're th- intense. This place, wow. th- <laughs> this place where they played is is a small venue, probably like two hundred people, um, if that, um, and. We sat in the back, and it was I, – I could only imagine being up front. I mean, they were loud as hell in the back, yeah. and they were just jamming. A, a lot of – like this, like Diamond, a lot of their songs are slow builders, but when mm-hmm. it when it gets to it, they're – I mean, they're they're like a heavy metal jam band. Um, yeah, some around. of their influences yeah. – like one of their major influences is Grateful Dead. And yeah. You yeah. wouldn't necessarily hear it listening to them, but they definitely have some of that uh, aspect of it going on. But, yeah, there's definitely that me- – like seventies metal too. It seems yeah, like Black Which, Sabbath and uh, Black Sabbath, baby. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Could, I couldn't pick them for my album of the year, but yeah. I, I would if I could. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I maybe this is slightly off topic, but I'm curious. I don't know that we've ever talked about this specifically. We've talked about music a lot, but what is it when you like bands like this? What is it? Maybe it's hard to explain what it is in the music that you really is it that driving beat? Is it the I don't know what is it that that keeps you coming back and yeah, like, you know, I'd, it, sort of it, gets it, you off. It's, uh. it, well, well <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, like uh, it, it's always tough to put your finger. Yeah, on, I know uh, on what gets you off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry for that metaphor. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I've always, I, I think, more or less, been drawn to kind of harder rock and roll music. Yeah. We're all fans of rock and roll, but there's there's a um, kind of a wide spectrum there, and I, I, I tend to as I as I waver back and forth and here and there, I, I like more rocky rock and roll. So that's yeah. part of it. Um, just kind of the it seems like the I don't know emotion and power of it, but it, it's just like the, uh, not necessarily the lyrics. I don't really pay attention to yeah, lyrics ever, but it's just like kind of the power yeah. of the music. It seems like it has. Uh, some some gravity to it i think yeah and i think for i think i'm a little bit different i mean i i feel that too but i think i am drawn more towards melody i think mm-hmm. probably than you are yeah so, i'm more on the rhythm side yeah, it's understandable if, maybe as a drummer yeah exactly but if songs like like that band that sounds cool but if there's not like the melody drawing me in mm. i i can only listen to like 10 minutes of that and then i like need some uh, right know, something sugary maybe i don't know it's interesting yeah yeah Best concert outside of all them witches this year, Brennan? Anything else that you saw that you really dug? Oh man, I gotta uh, gotta gotta think back a little bit. Um, Sorry, we can come back to that. Oh hey, no, I saw um, this this. I looked into this as my album of the year, but I realized I was about ten months too late. But um, <laughs> it was released in February of two thousand seventeen. Um, but I, I've mentioned this on the pod before. Uh, Ron Gallo, I saw him. Oh, in, yeah. I saw oh, him yeah. in April open for 
um, open for Black Angels, who I also really like because of the the dark rockiness yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and he was fantastic, man. Tons and tons of energy. Um, he kind of um, outshone the the headliner, uh, Black Angels, that night, in my opinion. And so he's somebody that's very much on my radar, as I've mentioned before. Um, but uh, that was just another show with uh, with super energy. Um, what a, one more I'll, I'll mention was at a, a big outdoor venue. Uh, it was a free concert uh, happened near my place, but there were several thousand people there, um, and it was a Rebirth Brass Band, who um, is is different than um, certainly uh, any sort of like heavy rock and roll music. Yeah. They're a um, a kind of uh, new Dixieland uh, jazz band. Uh, and a brass band out of New Orleans. If you ever get the chance to see them in New Orleans at the Maple Leaf on Tuesday nights where their residency is, you should absolutely do it. But um, that was another super fun show with lots of sweat and dancing and stuff like awesome. that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, from the beat to the melody, uh, Dave, your your Tell songs. Us. That was good. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was good. Well, uh, these both these are a little bit more melodic. It, it's funny, though, that you say that you're not about the lyrics because one of your top fives is Father John Misty. That yeah. If you're not really li- lyrics, there's yeah. not well, a lot to and, listen to. And I think I note in the, the notes we sent to each other, I, I'm not usually a lyric person at yeah. all. And But for some reason, I... I think probably it's his weird, oh, dark, he's, morbid, he's clever crazy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Why, yeah. He's like narrative songs yeah. that you and can place yourself in kind of. It, yeah, exactly. It, very much sort of relatable to, I think, a lot of our worldview, but just crazy enough that it's sort of compelling to listen to. But um, it's And he, he rides that fine line of self-parody and very, uh, how serious is he really? Or is he sort of in on the joke? But yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so sort of. M- my wife <laughs> Haley has a completely un- deserved hatred of him really because she she can't buy his his his, his stick his, yeah, he, yeah yeah she but, thinks he's full of shit and can't stand him at all she changes it every single it's time. funny but to me it doesn't matter because i hear the songs and i'm like right that no, sounds amazing <laughs> I, i'm with you but i can't listen to it in the house yeah 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 <laughs> and for some reason yeah this his album um god's favorite customer which is hilarious um love that yeah <laughs> yeah it, it just uh, and actually, just even in the last month, I, I'd listened to it a bunch this year, and then it really just like hit me. I was like, "These songs are amazing." So, so I uh, I listened back through. I had I had listened to it a lot at the beginning of the year too. So I picked two, um, but we're we're gonna listen to. I had just dumb enough to try, which again, yeah. it just clever. But we're gonna listen to a little bit of Mr. Tillman, which is the second track on that album. So uh, if you hadn't heard Father John Misty, uh, that's a nice taste of him. Um, 
lyrics n- always narrative, um, always tying together. They seem nonsensical sometimes when they come, and then you get the rest of the line or the next two lines, and they fit in. And uh, yeah, just clever. And uh, the melody definitely yeah. there. No, uh, and some of those really sad songs, just the yeah. piano and sad <laughs> lyrics, and just. Dave, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's schizophrenic <laughs> in a hotel or institution yeah. or wherever yeah. it is. This yeah, is exactly this is getting weird, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it kind of gets me right in the gut. Yeah, so. uh, you turned me on many years ago to Rufus Wainwright. Oh and, yeah, uh, I, I definitely. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds like a great. Some of those songs are like great Rufus songs. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. 100%, Absolutely, man. To revisit yeah. Rufus. I yeah, haven't, I haven't known. His first two albums are amazing. Yeah, it's been, I mean those yeah. are fifteen more years old. Oh, right? ninety-eight and two thousand. Yeah. He's still banging yeah. them out. He'll do like yeah, right. a, a, a like opera or like yeah. bro- not yeah. opera Broadway type like show tunes album, and yeah, then he'll come out with like. But yeah, he's still banging them out. I haven't listened to many of them. So the other band you chose, Dave, I, I um, was the nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> yes. Um, Brennan, you're probably going to get a little you, cringy on I'm this sure one. you hate it, them. Is the, the, they, uh, <laughs> I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to listen to what you have to say here. Yeah. So we'll go with uh, Dave. I'll let you pick. It's it's not living if it's not with you or love it if we made it. I mean, love it if, if we made it. It's like the, the popular. Just play that one. Okay. Yeah. So much good 80s feels in this. That's why I like it. Where's the drums? It's like MGMT fucked Peter Gabriel or something. And <laughs> plus, um, the, what the hell? The uh, we didn't start the fire. Oh yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. It's just like random like snippets yeah, yeah. of like the news or whatever. But yeah, I think that song builds to uh, what I love as an amazing climax. But the whole album to me, it's like they're British, which I don't know. Somehow I'm like drawn to. These <laughs> You're a bit weird. of an Anglophile. Yeah, I, I totally am. And maybe it's like this weird sad emotions that they have that just like reel me in. But it, the whole album, especially some of the tracks on the second side, it's like they took all those like '80s, even '80s ballads, mm-hmm. Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, with some newer stuff like Hell MGMT, yeah. and just like spit it out with songs that like, I, like, did they write this for me? <laughs> 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 Which obviously a lot of people feel that way, but uh, somehow it's just it's ridiculous lyrics, and the guy, the guy apparently was like, kind of just decided to get addicted to heroin a couple years ago, and then. Got himself off of it, and a lot of the songs are Well, I mean, that's his version of events, so you can can choose to believe the narrative. Thought I'd give this a whirl. uh, He's a real weirdo, but yeah, no, again, it's just an album. It just came out, I think, at the end of November. So Yeah, it's not that old. I'll check it out. I have not. I've heard bits and pieces here and there. I was going to say, there's a few songs that you'll absolutely hate, but I think most of the album's really good. Yeah. Well, cool. It spoke to me. Yeah. Nice. yeah, like two years ago, they had an album that had like one really big uh, song on it that I 
Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, someone they've been around for like five or six years, and I mm-hmm. I made I haven't even gone back yet to listen to their yeah earlier their, stuff. their album before this one um, yeah. was like in everybody's top ten list. Yeah. It's usually around this time that I have time to actually sit down and like look at what I missed exactly, and uh, so I'll go through like NPR's list and right. Pitchfork's list. That's how, and I, that's how I found this. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, huh. yeah, and that's so. Um, I realize that I'm an old old nerd. Oh yeah, don't recognize fuck. any of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. I I mean, the the way music's consumed these days, you don't have to be on like the like cutting edge tip to, no. you know, the, because once you put something like this on there, yeah, right. the, like five other things recommended if you like will pop up. I don't have to go read a magazine to see what if I like this, I might also like or spend these. fifteen bucks it, at it, Phil's record. It yeah, is yeah. crazy. To, to I, we take it for granted, but I was sitting in the airport reading. Uh, I don't know what websites like top ten list. I saw that, and the description made it sound appealing to me. Download it, listen to it on the plane. It's like we so take that for granted, but it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, do that. the shitty thing is though that like they don't. Oh, make yeah, the artist doesn't make no. They, no, they, they made a, it, a a tenth of a penny from your download it, rather than your fifteen bucks. It's the, nice for us, but the right. only good thing is maybe I mean they obviously all make their money from touring now, so right. at least they have an incentive to get on the road. But so, no, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's true, and it, it does kind of. Uh, kind of democratize things a little bit more where you know, everybody gets to choose exactly what they want rather yeah. than other people choosing what we hear and that yeah. being right. what we get to decide upon. Yeah. Well, Dave, was there another one that you mentioned? Oh, yeah, it? Casey Musgraves. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. So somehow I found myself liking a country album. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. about this. Have you heard her at all? I know of yeah, her, and so I've heard a little bit, and I, I don't dislike her. No, it's funny. I mean, I... I'd always heard about her, but nevertheless, like, ah, oh, it's country, but she like, was one of the cool Shania ones. Twain or something. But she was one of the, like, cool ones, you know, yeah. and the uh, Sturgill Simpson and right. Chris Stapleton, you know, sort right. of an outsider within the genre. And uh, I don't remember, again, I probably read a positive review and just started listening, and the songs are melodic, and actually the lyrics are pretty pretty funny and good. So I'm, I have to play this song, Keep Talking. Yeah, no, I just, somehow, it, it, it's not country country. I mean, there's some banjo and steel pedal guitar or whatever but it's it's really just a pop album that yeah with a bunch of amazing songs that fiona we listen to her all the time still when we're cooking or in the kitchen or in the car so yeah i so, love her we're going to see her in january in Chicago. awesome oh yeah awesome well i'm not sure if your neighbor across the street who i believe doesn't live there anymore tracked this one or not this is space cowboy which <laughs> he did the sound on for clint eastwood if i remember <laughs> yeah, that's correctly. right yeah wow. so uh, good reference so we're gonna uh we're gonna play space cowboy here and uh Hopefully they talk about Maurice. <laughs> you look out the window while I look at you. Saying I don't know would be like saying that the sky ain't blue. And boots weren't made for sitting by the door since you don't want to stay anymore. You can have your space, cowboy. Maybe I picked the wrong one, man. <laughs> Sorry, that one's a, that one's a little sugary for me. Um, um, we're probably not doing Casey Musgraves any any. Yeah, no, I mean, any I, service she's, whatsoever. She's here. not for everybody. Um, but I happen to love that song though. But well, I'm again, and we're playing the first like yeah. you know thirty or sixty seconds yeah. of the song, so I can't really um, I can't really give it that much. But uh, cool, man. That, yeah. It's always good to. I, I felt like I I listened to some different kind of stuff this year too. Uh, none of them made my couple that we're going to talk about here in a minute, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that I 
my my buddy Eric Bolander, like he's sort of part of this. He's more of just like a folk country type. Derek Zoolander. Yes, Derek <laughs> yes. Zoolander. Okay. Uh, Eric Bolander. He's uh, he weighs about three hundred pounds and tattoos all over the place. He's an art teacher at our school and a a pretty dude, uh, pretty cool dude. But um, no, my <clears throat> we'll slide onto my picks a little bit. And uh, well, Dave, real quick, yeah. um, anybody you saw in concert this year was that to, wasn't on your list that you? I was uh, trying to think. Really I, I sadly, I travel. I was traveling back and forth so much. We was kind of ungrounded for most of the year. We didn't see that many shows. Um, I saw some old stables, saw you two again, which was amazing. Um, I can't think of anything that, that stood out, sadly. We've already got tickets for a couple of shows at the beginning of next year. Casey Musgraves, we're going to see Robin, which will be awesome. Nice. <laughs> the, the Swedish pop giant. Um, but yeah, no, nothing. Nice. Nothing that I can think of, sadly. So. Well, um, that's yeah, all what, good. Yeah, what, what were you digging this year? Um, well, I was sort of all over the map. Um, nothing new came out in, in hip hop that I was completely blown away by. There's rumors of a Black Star reunion that I'm pretty really? pretty psyched about. That would be cool. Most Def and Taleb Kweli yeah. or Yusef, whatever. Um, <laughs> Most Def is going by now. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the newer rap I can't um, get into as easily. Um, lyrically. Yeah. weak in my estimation um and so i just i don't bother with a lot of it um yeah. but on the on the rock and roll front and sort of uh rock and funk front i found some stuff that that i was really into uh so kurt vile who's been around for a while he just released a new album in the last couple months that i've I've always been a fan of his, I think more and more in the last year and a half, uh, partially due to one of the other people I'm going to talk about. He came out with a duo album with Courtney Barnett last year. Um, and I've been really into both of them. Um, and so yeah, Kurt Vile's new album is good. Uh, I picked one trick ponies to play off that. So we'll listen to a little bit and then I'll, I'll uh, talk about it. Great tune, yeah. Um, so that's that's probably uh, one of the catchier tunes on the album. Um, not necessarily my favorite, but I definitely think uh, the the catchiest. So if you're just getting into him, he can write some killer hooks and and just like good yeah. melodies and, and easy to get into. Um, but the, the way that uh, the instrumentation is set up, his voice always sounds really hollow, and I for some reason that always gets me. Yeah, about, like his vocals always sound. Um, I, I, to me, they cut through everything else. Yeah, uh, his, he's got a distinct voice, and and I think the way that they have the audio set up uh, when he sings his vocals uh, makes it cut through everything else even more. Um, so I'm I digging um, "Bottle It In," which is 
Yeah, that was that album on heavy rotation for me. Definitely in my top ten of the year. And then uh, Courtney Mardet also came out with a with a solo album, which is awesome to me. She's co- sort of like uh, a more polished version of Patti Smith, <laughs> um, but just like she's just sp- spits fire and um, sometimes rocks and is unapologetic about who she is, and it's awesome. And yeah. uh, not enough females in rock owning it the way that that she does i think so here's nameless faceless by courtney barnett So got into the chorus faster in that song than any of the others we played. <laughs> REM would be proud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going back to the uh, to Adam's part. You talking REM? REM. REM. But yeah, no. I I mean, I just those are punk rock lyrics if I've ever heard them. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, with just this more uh, polished um, instrumentation backing it up, and uh, also uh, her voice is. Yeah, pleasant. I, I don't know what else to say. No, she's great. I I can't put my finger on it, but she reminds me of some bands we listened to back in like college, uh, that era. There's there's a little. I, I mean, I think there's a little bit of the breeders in yeah. there. Um, it's almost like was, some '90s, early 2000s stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a no good doubt, way, no yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, I I hear that in it definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think Kurt Vile too has that that feel about him. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Obviously, those two different, uh, but I got into both of them because of uh, the duo album they did together. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing that I, a guy at work, uh, he posted something on his Instagram. It was just a uh, a cover of the CD or the the album uh, for this next band, Jungle, and uh, I was I I gave it one listen and I was like, holy shit, how have I not heard about these guys? <laughs> I was like, this is this is awesome. So this is Happy Man off of uh, Jungle's album from this year, Forever. So yeah, that's uh, that's Happy Man by Jungle, and um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's 
fun and funky and uh it sounds like one of those songs that like first of all how was it never written before but you hear it and it's like when those kind of songs come out how can they not just like alert us like you're gonna want to listen to this oh <laughs> no doubt no doubt you know, it I sounds mean, so I, stupid but like how uh, there's there's probably some more of those out there that you just hear it and it's like that well, that's oh great. I, I, absolutely <laughs> absolutely i think that um yeah going back to our conversation earlier i just um the i try to still consume music in albums yeah. um even though i might get those albums electronically um you know i pay for my spotify subscription and uh, so that I can listen to stuff in whichever way I want. But really, uh, a lot of times I, or maybe they forced it on the non-pay version, maybe they forced to li- you they forced you to listen, listen on Shuffle, I believe. Oh, really? Um, it, on the non-pay version. Huh. Or if you skip, it shuffles, maybe. You can listen to it in order. Interesting. Or, regardless, um, I I wanted the freedom to listen however I choose, yeah. but but more often than not, I choose to listen to first song through the last song. Yeah, like, me I don't too. know. Yeah. To me, that's and, and if it doesn't work that way, a lot of times it, it just doesn't work for me. Period. Yeah, um, no, I agree. So, but those were those were the bands I was really digging on. Uh, Any shows that you saw that blew your mind? Yeah, actually, um, it was sort of a nostalgia tour kind of year. Uh, Sarah <laughs> and I saw. Weezer and the Pixies. Oh yeah, at, at Riverbend, um, and it was it was awesome. The Pixies rocked, and uh, Weezer Weezer was funny because it was the, the music was great. Mm. Uh, but there's people that you know, and it blows my mind. There, there's people that they just did a Saturday Night Live skit on this. Have you seen? The I Saturday haven't Night seen Live it skit? yet. I've read okay. about it. I haven't yeah. seen it either. It yeah. was it was it was explained to me the other day. But I think that I think I can pull it up after the, we can pull it up after this. But yeah. the rift between old and young uh, Weezer fans, like people huh. people that just like their old stuff or just know their old stuff, yeah. versus people that celebrate the entire catalog, versus people that just know their new stuff. Yeah. And I feel like uh, at least from an age perspective, you could tell who those who those people were at this concert uh but they i mean yeah. they they are nerd rockers like they just are and there's a reason they're still around yeah. they're good and i mean i'd be curious there's something to me i get get made fun of for like u2 and bruce springsteen and all that but there's something emotional about seeing somebody live who's been together that long playing songs from their whole career yeah and you no, feel absolutely. the weight of that i do and mm-hmm. it, I, it it hits me in a way that Seeing a new band is a completely different experience. It can be mind blowing and fun and epic, but it's not like as deeply emotional for me. Right, it's, and well, that's also because we have personal yeah. memories with each tied to each one of those songs. Yeah, and, you know, emotion that that goes from in with twenty twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, no, that was really fun. And yeah. then I went. Uh, I was coaching um, in a tournament up in Indianapolis and I just saw that a band that I was really into in college built to spill was, yes. I mean, I still love built to spill. Yeah. I still listen to them. Um, they're probably, if I, they were probably in my top 15 most played bands this year. If I looked at my, my Spotify, mm. but, um, they, they played with the Afghan wigs. In oh, Indianapolis. wow. Um, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna have jack shit to do except coach one soccer yeah. game each day. I gotta go to this, um, and it made what my wife really jealous. And I told her she'd come to Indianapolis and watch me coach soccer, and she passed. And so uh, I actually found a, a buddy, uh, Brennan's buddy from college, oh, Ryan yeah. Costello, yeah. and we uh, we went and saw that, uh, and it was <laughs> Doug March is is 
a virtuoso guitar player. Yeah. Like he is just insanely fun to watch. And uh, no, I just I just dug all of it. If I would have seen that show 15 years ago, I probably would have drank 30 beers and <laughs> could have told you like two songs that yeah. they played. 10 years ago is probably a fair uh, <laughs> 20 <number> beers, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I drank moderately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I really just enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a crowded concert for the Afghan wigs. They co-headlined and, uh, they switched nights who played first. And after the Afghan wigs played like half the place cleared out and I really? just got to like almost walk up and it was, uh, yeah, it was just fucking awesome. And, um, no, I just really, I, I dug all of it. Um, and so, so yeah, the, the sort of nostalgia two nostalgia tours that I saw, um, welcome back, Brennan. Yeah. Uh, Did you sell your house? Uh, kind of, and maybe bought another one today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see it. It's Success. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So may have bought, so, bought and sold. Didn't you, didn't you guys go on that epic road trip to see Built to Spill like 15 years ago? Was that? Uh, with, with you and Andy? No. I saw him this year. I Where saw him this year. It was great. No, Buzz and I went and saw the Strokes um, in Charlotte. Oh, I was th- for and some reason we, I was thinking that we got this bill. And we got like nine flat no, tires, and it was a <laughs> fucking debacle. Yeah. Does Buzz know how to change a flat tire? There's <laughs> no way Dude, he does. We, we, st- we stayed in this, this <laughs> hotel buzz. room that was like 90 degrees and smelled like the fucking elephant house at the zoo. It was, mm. uh, no, it was, in, except for the Strokes um, and the copious amounts of beer we drank during and after that show uh it was a thoroughly shitty experience (laughs) (laughs) and fun to look back on but god it sucked yeah we got a flat tire we pulled into this small ass town on a friday night they sold us a bum bum tire um (laughs) like we got there we got like they know a sucker when they say oh yeah we were were a fucking (laughs) sucker um and yeah it was um yeah. Anyway, it was it was a fun fun weekend. But no, built to spill. Um, Afghan Wigs was a great show, and the Pixies and Weezer were were great shows. So the my two concerts were not new bands at all, but uh, nostalgia ridden and uh, amazing still. Uh, yeah. Amazing still. I wouldn't. I saw built to spill this year as well. They were mm. they were good. They made my ears bleed, as you can imagine. Just, uh, I was just talking about Doug Marsh is an yeah, insane D- dinosaur junior. They bled even more. Did you feel the pain? I did, man. The, the <laughs> Colorado Governor Hickenlooper was at, at the show in like <laughs> smoking the, pot in like the in like the Lincoln box up there, and he's, he 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 got there before I I did and left after I did. Man. That is awesome. Yeah, slightly cooler governor than fucking yeah. <laughs> Right, he is not going to see Dinosaur yeah. Junior. Well, yeah, he is. They're at the creation. Yeah, the creation. Oh, right. <laughs> my mom suggested going to see some Christmas lights show at the oh, Creation Museum. Fuck I was that. like, they're not I getting a dollar of money. Going. She's like, it's only five bucks. I was like, that's a hundred dollars too more too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going, no I'm gonna mock way. that place oh, and leave my mark right. somehow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh man. <laughs> Which is a bad idea. So I'm not going. <laughs> Carve Satan into the, into the ark. Yeah, <laughs> pa- passed it on my way up yesterday. Yeah. Passed oh, yeah. it on my way up. So gross. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, well, we we could start taxing them. That's one way we could bring in more money mm-hmm. for the state. All right, uh, done with that. So we're moving on to our third and final topic, which was right. uh, which was travel for the uh, you know, physical or uh, spiritual or em- emotional travel, psychological travel uh, over the past year. So um. Brennan, <laughs> what uh, what are you, what are you thinking about favorite here? trips? Yeah, man. So, so I went on a lot of trips this year, and four of them were to Kentucky uh, to visit the grandparents. 
Um, one was to Texas a couple of weeks ago. Um, I went to went to Utah for work as well, um, and I went to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving. All of those, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what? Here, here, little known fact: Las Vegas is a horrible place to take a one-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a horrible place to take yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, um, actually, that's, that's a widely known. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, you, We've somebody, got some more some more breaking news. Yeah. Stay somebody tuned. should have told Haley's family who wanted to go there for Thanksgiving. Um, so we had Thanksgiving dinner at the Golden Nugget Buffet. Uh, <laughs> You're joking. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, so those were some of the trips I took this year. But my favorite trip this year was a little jaunt up to the mountains of northern Colorado where me and my buddies rediscovered the beauty of psychedelics and magic mushrooms. Um, <laughs> it's uh, seriously um, a uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. We took um, a high dose of mushrooms. It's the first time I'd done it in uh, like 15 years and had never done anything like this. The last time it was like I got the giggles and it was fun. And this was, was the, that Europe? Uh, the the I, last time? Um, that was the second last time, but they were, they were in uh, relatively quick succession, you know, in college days. And, uh, and they were fun and, you know, goofy and whatever. Um, this one was an beautiful and enlightening experience. Um, and, uh, I uh, read a great book that kind of went along with that experience written by uh, an author named Michael Pollan, who has written a lot of books about food, yeah. nutrition, and, and several other things kind of around that. His latest book, though, is called How to Change Your Mind, and uh, it's about the history um, of psychedelics and their many um, mostly very, very useful um, and positive uses. So we gave it a shot, man, and it was everything it was cracked up to be, dude. It was fantastic. I sat on a rock and saw love pour through this beautiful uh, valley, soberly beautiful valley in Colorado uh, over the mountains and uh, just had an absolutely fantastic experience. And I firmly believe, and I know this sounds uh, like, like bullshit and like somebody who just likes to do drugs, which I, you know, this is like the only one I ever do besides drinking beer and smoking the pot. Um, and this was the one time I did it in 15 years and it was a fantastic experience. I think if people did it, uh, you know, by and large, uh, people would have a, a much more um, kind of sympathetic and empathetic view of the people around them. Um, they would, um, they would be much more in touch with themselves and others and uh, it's not a not the type of thing that like you're gonna get hooked on or anything. You want to maybe right. do it every once in a while and experience this beauty. And um, it was a profound experience for me and the couple friends that I did it with. It brought us closer together immediately, um, changed our you know, view of ourselves and the world in you know, ultimately positive ways. Um, and it, uh, it was fucking crazy as well, man. Those, uh, those rocks were moving in ways that they never had before. And, and, Divine uh, physics. Yeah, man. The, uh, the, 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 the clouds have never looked so weird and kaleidoscopic. And uh, my, my hand turned into a bunch of bones. And um, the nature never looks so beautiful, literally. So that was my favorite trip. Um, 
Sorry, Carol Weber, if uh, <laughs> I've divided my all too, too much here. Nope. Don't tell my mom. Um, but uh, Your but already, mom's probably done it, too. Nah, but, I, but I already told my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, no one's worried about that yeah, one. No, um, but, no, it was, it was a really great experience, something I'll surely do again um, from uh, rare time to time. And like I said, man, I'd recommend it uh, yeah. highly. Um you guys can uh, say what you want about all that, but that, that's uh, that, that was my best trip of the year because I didn't take any fun vacations. <laughs> I don't know that I took any fun vacations either. That sounds awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, thank you. I had uh, I had a girl that just wrote a paper about uh, like um, basically like how medically pharmaceutically induced synesthesia could like create empathy for mm. for my. Uh, seminar class. Uh, remind me what synesthesia it's is. It's when you like uh, see see sounds and, mm. and oh, okay. your and senses get yeah, uh, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Your, your senses yeah, get like model. But it, it was psychedelic stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was it was basically like pharmaceutically inducing that to create empathy. Right. Um, she wrote a paper on it, and it was fascinating stuff. Um, Sounds like a good paper and a cool chick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that I would ever refer to a 15-year-old girl as a chick, but that's all. Yeah, that's... <laughs> a, fair point. In your professional a, life, you should a, not do that. A cool, a cool female individual, <laughs> whatever she identifies by. <laughs> what would you want your future daughter to be called at age 15? If it was a bunch of half-drunk 37-year-olds sitting around talking about it, hey, chick will be fine, whatever. 38, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> climbing the ladder faster than the rest of us all right um but yeah my mine was um i don't know that they were enjoyable in the um in the way that yours was enjoyable uh it definitely wasn't like travel enjoyable i would say but uh, you know i did another bike ride this summer jealous uh, rode across the state of missouri um with uh yeah, yeah yeah with my with my father and my father-in-law which was awesome um to um, you know cool. have that experience uh. with with both of them uh my father-in-law is borderline the most interesting man alive um he has a story about everything and he's uh he's just a funny guy and and knows a lot of shit he's well read and uh he decided he wanted to do it. My dad has, uh, this was attempt number two at the mustache ride. The first time, um, I, my dad's doctor was basically like, you're not in good enough shape to do this. So, uh, he probably wasn't in good enough shape to do it this year, to be honest. Um, <laughs> pushed himself, bailed on day three, about halfway through, uh, got an Uber 40 miles to our hotel, um, where we, uh, met him and he was already drinking beer. Um, preparing for the next day obviously. probably sounds wise yeah <laughs> preparing for the next day obviously uh but we met him in herman missouri um which is the i'm a town i'm going to talk about a little bit but um i don't know uh this was the first unsupported trip i've ever done you yeah, know so we had deal there, huh? we had our bikes and our where's costello when you need them our <laughs> credit cards well that's actually like what i wrote down and i was like you know when water and ice aren't uh aren't freely available no. like a phone call away it's uh it presents all new challenges and a lot of the places missouri's a it's a fucked up state first of all um <laughs> the show me state showed me very little <laughs> other than the fact that they don't have their shit together um you know it's the busiest time of the year for this trail that we're riding the katie trail which is a gorgeous trail well well kept up well manicured goes through all these cool towns uh, but like nothing is open monday tuesday and wednesday 
No. What? Not just Monday or not just Monday and Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, like nothing is fucking open. So we'd go (laughs) into these towns and it'd be like, oh, there's services. There's this, there's this, there's this. Not today. We'd we'd roll through, you know, Katy Trail depots where the restrooms were locked. I'm like, can you get your fucking shit together? So, I mean, yeah, we took some pisses in in, uh, cow pastures, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And, um, but when it comes to ice and water, like being unsported and not being able, having that stuff at a at a call, quick call, is uh you you can't and that's probably why my dad dad bailed out. The first, uh, basically the the first three days were this retarded heat wave that was uh God like ninety five plus uh. every day and humid as hell. Um, you're mostly under a canopy of trees throughout. You know it it goes in and out of shade, but um. It was just muggy, man, and it was tough to stay hydrated. So that was a, a challenge there. Um, I had to pick up beer to make sure we had it. So I, I brought a cooler with me. Olivia Essentials. Yeah, so I had like 80 pounds of gear. Everybody else was <laughs> oh, traveling light. Jesus. Bill was wearing a fanny pack. My dad had a, back, my dad had a backpack, which we had. Uh, he had like a little thing strapped to it. His was probably like maybe an extra 10 or 15 pounds. And then I had like 80 pounds. Like all the gear was in my oh, saddlebags, my thing. Which, I mean, I am the youngest and uh, at this point strongest of the three. So I didn't mind doing it. Um, but yeah, about five, you know, whatever our last destination was, I was like, well, I'm going to stop and get beer just in case the place we stop, no. you know, if they have it here, no. I want to make sure I have some. So I always made sure to, to, to grab some beer, um, and I sat down so that I'd have a cold beer at the end of each one. But Herman, Missouri Herman. is what I wanted to talk about. Right. Sorry. God damn. I'm long winded. Um, get me some more beers. I, I think it'll shorten <laughs> that. Right. Um, <laughs> So Herman, Missouri is like this 19th century German town um, that was so out of place in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. Um, it's probably like 45, 50 miles from Jefferson City um, and then like 60 or 70 miles from St. Louis. Um, so it's sort of right in the middle of those two. And uh Man, it was cool. Like the, the architecture of everything is late 1800s, like 1860s, uh, up to like 1900. And they're finding their new niche. Is, there's a bunch of wineries, there's a brewery, and there's a distillery there. Um, again, half the shit was closed because we were there on a Wednesday, or because Bill and I got in kind of late and everything closed at like five or six o'clock, except for the, uh, we went to the distillery. Farinway, I think Fernway, Farinway, something like that. Um, but yeah, they make bourbon there, so um, not not true bourbon, but true bourbon's made in Kentucky. Yeah, well, but but yeah, they make whiskey there, and it was um, no, it was it was just a cool little town, and I wished I could have spent more time there. The B and B we stayed at, and the the lady that ran it, the family that ran it, uh, this lady and her husband were really cool. Uh, I would have liked another day, like a full day there, if we ever have to go back to Kansas City, which I'm sure we will because Sarah has family there. Um, I'm most definitely going to say we, we stopped there for, excuse me, a day right? or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting choked up. He's <laughs> talking about Herman. It's very emotional. <laughs> Take me back. No. Uh, but yeah, cool little German town um, in the middle of America. Well, Herman the German. Sounds a little bit like Fredericksburg, Texas. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well, it's a little German settlement from the 1800s. In the middle of fucking nowhere in Texas. Well, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are not privy to it, this is where Dave will be uh, getting hitched. Yes. And uh, what about 
hour and a half from Austin, two hours from San Antonio. Not even, roughly. yeah, it's a little less, like an hour and a half or less from both. So okay. it's not too bad. Right on. Yeah. yeah. When I need to fly out of Austin, probably is my best bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, an emergency uh, situation. You'll have more options. Yeah, yeah probably. Right. Cool. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a baby dude during Dave's wedding. Yeah. He should not come. But, At the yeah. exact hour <laughs> of the, <laughs> the we'll golden see. hour. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so tell us about that's it about just you're deciding to get married there and you dig it. And yeah, we'd spent it's called Hill Country, so sort of west of Austin and San Antonio. The, the terrain actually gets quite hilly oh. versus yeah, the sort of great flat name. boring. Great name for it. Yeah, exactly. They, very uh, clever. Uh, so there's yeah beautiful rolling hills and you know it, it actually looks cool as opposed to like the flat concrete jungle of like the eastern part of the the state. Um, we had spent some time out there with some friends on our own. There's some cool wineries, some just some cool like we stayed in like some treehouse lodge one time. Mushrooms? <laughs> no, we had, no <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great Should part have. of the state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. So we we didn't we didn't want to get married and definitely not here. Did she her mom doesn't live in her hometown anymore? So. We hadn't spent much time up there either, so it was kind of like, eh, we don't want to do either sort of hometown. So yeah, right on. We decided to inconvenience everybody who's coming to the wedding. Perfect. Idea. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So that and we thought about Houston, but I don't know. There's not that many great venues, and it's not a fun sort of travel city, really. Um, I was just there, and I thought it was cool, man. It is. It, it actually that there's fun things to do, but I don't know. It's not. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like us. And then Austin is almost too cool like i don't know all these austin venues are like super hip and yeah. expensive and we don't yeah, that wasn't our thing yeah. either so like fuck it let's just go out go out into a small town and well i'm looking mm. forward to it man yeah, it should I'm be fun in. yes get my uh yeah i mean you're gonna get you better be ready because you're fucking marrying us so the sermon <laughs> yeah the, the sermon in the hill country <laughs> yeah we'll, wow. we'll be we'll be yeah. <laughs> Talked about for years, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> no, I can't wait for the stories of like five hours after the wedding. It's like that was that was the minister. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no. The fun part is like small everyone there is like in on the the gig, except for maybe some family members, but like it'll be great. Nah, yeah. it's 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 gonna be so good. Not a lot you. of interlopers. So yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully you can make it, but oh man, hey, yeah. if, if Haley's not in labor yeah. when I need to leave on Friday or whatever, I'll, I'll be there and then I'll leave Sunday morning and immediately. No, we'll... yeah, and then just be on call the rest of the yeah. time, man. It's uh, it's gonna be touch and go, but yeah. um, Haley's bummed she can't make it. I know that that is very. I'm excited you're having another job, but yeah, it's a bummer. I'm excited for your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and and this little, um, yeah. this little bookmarking this for eighteen years from now. Yeah. So your daughter gets. It. Dad was really was excited really about you. Well, his friend's wedding. He was yeah. really excited. Like who? Dave Weber. Who's that? Why does she talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> Where did we move? Uh, God no. Yeah, uh, things went horribly wrong. Oh, God, uh. Uh. Well, dudes, uh, it's been a it's been. A, this is, I think, this is like the first time in like five or six years that we've all been here in NKY, place where we all grew up, around the same it's time. Holidays, we've oh, all yeah, been able to sure, get man. together. Oh. So uh, this was totally cool to get to do this and 
in person in the same place and uh, take all the equipment that I pilfered from my school or Thanks, b- borrowed from Henry the school. Clay. This setup that we have here, by Teachers the way, Teachers just sucking on the teat of the state. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's yeah, right. right. Well, I mean, I'm a thorough believer that you need to practice your craft. You know, I still play mm-hmm. soccer on Monday nights. So I'm Absolutely. Gonna teach you. But uh, if I'm going to be telling kids how to podcast and telling them how to do all this stuff, I've from time to time got to brush that's up. Uh, publish that's or perish, actually, man. Right? That's true. Indeed, I believe that. Um, it just so happens that I found a way to make it fun. Yeah. So, uh, not, not too bad. Yeah, man. Well, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a good year. So I do, should we, should we, I, I've got two different songs that I'm going back and forth. It, one, I could play the worst song that pl- came out this year. Oh, what was that? It's by Justin Timberlake. Nope. Mm. <laughs> Man of the Woods or whatever Didn't, stupid thing he. Oh yeah, he final shirt. That was a swing and a miss on that one. Or or I'm going. Oh man. Yeah. What this, was he this, thinking? This song uh, supplies has references to like oh, zombies that is, and the Walking Dead. Oh, it's it's God. the worst. I can't even. It, the uh, worst song of. Um, but um, this song did not come out in 2018. But um, this is my. Homage to David Simon's The Wire and my favorite Christmas song. It's Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. My favorite Christmas song. There was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, won't see another one And then I sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in late to I've got a feeling This year is for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You were handsome You were pretty queen of New York City When, when the band finished playing They held out for more Sinatra was swinging All the drunk folk were singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir were singing Go away, babe And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day Yeah. 
could have been someone Well, so could anyone You took my dreams from me When I first found you I kept them with me, babe I put them with my own Can't make it all alone I built my dreams around you Christmas Day.